Can you lift up your hands with me for two minutes? And declare, my Father in heaven. Say it like you mean it. Say, my Father in heaven. Say it louder. Say, my Father in heaven. This month, turn my destiny around. Say, this month, every delayed blessing, let there be a restoration. Are you sure of what you are saying? Lift up your voice again. Say, my Father in heaven. This month, every delayed blessing, let there be a restoration. Every denied blessing, let there be a restoration. In the name of Jesus, spirit of restoration, spirit of restoration, come upon my life. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and begin to pray right now. By the power of the Holy Ghost, Open your mouth and begin to pray right now. Open your mouth and pray right now. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you. Lift up your voice and pray. 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 Lift up your voice Lift up your voice and pray. Just talk to God. Let there be a restoration this month. This month, let there be a restoration. The spirit of restoration. The spirit of restoration. The spirit of restoration. Can you lift up your voice and pray in the name of Jesus Christ? Let there be a restoration. Lift up your voice and talk to God right now. Can I hear your voice? Open your mouth everybody and pray. Lord, restore every delayed blessing. Every blessing that I've delayed in coming into your life. Tonight, this morning, in the name of Jesus, you are praying that by the power of the Holy Ghost, let this man bring you restoration. Let this man bring you restoration in the name of Jesus. Let this man, let the wind of restoration, let the angel of restoration blow in your favor in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. Every delayed job, every delayed marriage, every delayed finances, in the name of Jesus, lift up your prayer this morning. Lord, restore by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hands once again. Some of you, the way you are praying, you are not praying. Lift up your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, this month, this month, it's my month of the anointing. It's my month of the anointing. Are you sure of what you said? Yes. Say it again. Say, Lord, Lord, this month. This month. It's my month. It's my month of the anointing. Of the anointing. Therefore, therefore, I declare. I declare every delayed blessing. Every delayed blessing. I command a restoration. I command a restoration. Spirit of delay. Spirit of delay. Huh? Say it again. Say, spirit of delay. Spirit of delay. Say, spirit of delay. Spirit of delay. Right now. Right now. I command you. I command you. Out of my life. Out of my life. Now. Now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My delayed marriage. My delayed, marriage. My delayed favor. My delayed, my delayed opportunity. My delayed opportunity. Come, to me now. Come to me now. Lift up your prayer and begin to pray now. Lift up your voice. Yes, in the name of 
Jesus. Every delayed blessing, every delayed marriage, every delayed breakthrough, every delayed opportunity, let it happen in the name of Jesus. Let it happen in the name of Jesus. The spirit of restoration, the spirit of restoration, the spirit of restoration, the spirit of restoration in the name of Jesus. Let it be released in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of restoration be released. Let the spirit of restoration be released in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of restoration be are we together this morning? All right. So, this morning we are going to continue talking about the anointing. And I'll be sharing briefly on what I call steps to the anointing. Steps to the anointing. Is somebody ready to be blessed? Are you sure? So quickly we are going to look at the steps to the anointing. Last week we, we discussed on what the anointing can do in your life. How many of you were here last week? Okay. Hey, offering team, you're dressing today. You look like... Uh, this dress, I'll wear some. <laughs> you're looking beautiful. Amen. Let's put our hands together for them. Hallelujah. That is how it's supposed to be. Uh, tell somebody that's how it's supposed to be. Tell somebody, always wear your best. Yes. Uh, don't wear your best to adoring. And wear something to... That one is not good. Amen. But last week we spoke about what the anointing can do in your life. And we had few things to talk about. The fact that the anointing can help you to do anything and everything God has called you to do. How many of you remember? Uh, how many of you remember? Mewu. How many of you don't remember? <laughs> okay, how many of you were not here last week Sunday? Let me see your hand. You were not here last week Sunday. Hey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Good. So we talked about the fact that the anointing can help you to do any and everything God has called you to do. For every profession God has called you into, there is an anointing to, comp- to accomplish it. All right? We, we looked at it from Exodus chapter 35, where God said he had anointed people to do all manner of work. Woodwork, gold, smith, um, silver, timber, everything. He said he has put a spirit upon them to do that. And then we talked about the fact that the anointing imparts wisdom. We talked about the fact that the anointing gives you power to get wealth. Huh? And then there was one more. Who can remember that one? Yes, Isaac. The anointing helps you to walk in leadership. Put your hands together for him. Amen. Yes. And we also talked about the fact that the anointing helps you to walk in leadership. All right. And there are so many other things we could talk about with regards to what the anointing can help you to do. But I believe that in the course of time, one of these days, we'll have time to talk more because there are several things that the anointing can help you to do. If for nothing at all, remember Exodus chapter 35, where it talks about the fact that to do every kind of work, so the anointing can help you to do anything at all. In fact, the anointing brings healing. The anointing brings deliverance. Anointing you know, brings promotion. So many things. The anointing helps you to do the work of God. The anointing helps us to win more souls for Christ. So many things we can talk about. But if the anointing is this important to a believer, then you must be interested in how to get the anointing. Is that correct? Church, talk to me. Is that correct? If the anointing is this important, then I must be interested in how I get the anointing. Because the Bible talks about Jesus in Acts chapter 10 verse 38. 
Acts 10, 38, put it on the screen. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. So Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil for God was with him. But the key thing I want you to notice is that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. So Jesus was able to go around doing good, healing the sick, and working all sorts of miracles because God anointed him. Without the anointing, Jesus wouldn't have been able to accomplish any of the things he accomplished. Is somebody understand what I'm talking about? And so for you as a Christian, I came to tell you this morning, no matter what the enemy seeks to do against your life, once you carry the anointing, goodness and mercy will follow your life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Somebody say, what I need is the anointing. Only 13 people said it. Everybody say, what I need is the anointing. Yeah, you need the anointing. Because I don't, I don't know what you want to do. If it is the work of God you want to do, it takes the anointing to do this ministry. If it is business you want to do, I just showed you Exodus 35, the anointing can enable you to do it. If you're a carpenter, there is an anointing to do carpentry work. Oh, can I even tell you that even for marriage, there is an anointing to marry well. <laughs> yeah. Amen? In the book of Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, huh? He says, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be lifted up from his shoulder and the yoke up from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of somebody say, I said because of so the anointing destroys yoke, the anointing promotes destinies the anointing restores destinies the anointing brings healing, the anointing can help you do any and everything that must be accomplished in your life. This morning carry an anointing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 4 verse 18, Luke chapter 4 verse 18, look at Jesus' own announcement on his ministry in relation to the anointing. Luke 4:18. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hmm? He has he has what? Macho your voice. He has what? He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. So Jesus could transform the lives of poor people by the anointing. Jesus could heal the brokenhearted because of the anointing. Jesus could heal the bruised because of the anointing. Hear me, child of God. You could even be a housewife. There is an anointing that could make you excel in what you do. Jesus could never have been able to function in any way without the anointing. And I've always said this, and hear me once again. It is not what you do that determines the height of your destiny. It is a grace on your life. I wish somebody heard that. I said, it is not what you do that determines the height of your destiny. It is the grace you carry. Somebody say, I carry grace. And somebody say, I am anointed. Are you sure you are anointed? If you are anointed, clap your hands like, and let me see if you are anointed. Hallelujah. There are people who have worked in the bank and ended up nobodies. There are people who have sold water and ended up employing people who worked <laughs> as professors. It is not what you do that determines the height of your destiny. It is the oil on your life. I pray from today, carry oil to do good. I said, carry oil for your destiny. I said, for your own destiny, carry the oil to take you far. Somebody say, I carry oil. Amen? The anointing is a very important element for every Christian. For every believer, the anointing is, in fact, the most important helper you need. 
We call it the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You remember what Jesus said to the disciples that it is important for me to go. Because if I do not go, the Spirit will not come. But when I leave, then the Holy Spirit will come. And then he says that he will, it is he, the Holy Spirit, that will guide you. And he will lead you into all truths. So, the, the Greek calls him Parakletos. A partner that works closer with you. So, it is the Spirit. It is, not, it is not by might, it is not by power. It is by the Spirit of God. So, when you see an anointed person, he does not go through the process others who are not anointed goes through. This month of the anointing. I pray that you so eager and hungry for the anointing like never before. And that is why this morning, I'm teaching on how or steps to the anointing. Somebody say steps to the anointing. I can't hear you. Somebody say steps to the anointing. Let me hear you again. Say steps to the anointing. Go to 1 Kings chapter 19 and let's read verse 15. 1 Kings 19 verse 15. I'll be looking majorly at the relationship between Elijah and Elisha. We all know Elijah the Tishbite. How that he appeared out of nowhere. And the man did so many miracles and God later on chose his successor Elisha and how Elisha became a recipient of the double portion of anointing that was upon Elijah's life. Now we are always very interested in the fact that Elisha received a double portion. But how did he receive it? Is it a step that can guide us to also receive the anointing? The answer is yes. Alright? So quickly, look at it. In 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 15, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto him, The Lord was speaking to Elijah, Go, return thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. Now, this is after Elijah had called down fire from heaven, destroyed the prophets of Baal and everything, and he was running for his life. And then he got to a point where he said that, God, they've killed all your prophets. I am the only one left. Mm-hmm. He said he was the only one left. The last man standing. <laughs> and so God said that, go to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Hazel to be king of Syria. And Jehu, not Jehu Akron, but Jehu Akron is also anointed. <laughs> and Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel-Mola, shall thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. So, God told him, choose these three people. Anoint one to be king of Syria, anoint the other to be king of Israel, and then anoint one to stand in the place, in the place of the prophet. Alright? Now, what you need to understand is that the anointing on any man of God does not, does not only work for ministry. Now, let me show you this. One of the people in the New Testament that spoke extensively on marriage and taught us how marriage was supposed to be and everything was a man, Apostle Paul. Is that right? Was Apostle Paul married? Talk to me. Was Apostle Paul married? In fact, some Bible historians say that one of the reasons why Paul was not married was because they believed Paul was very ugly. In fact, it, it, is, it is a documented something. It is, it, it, commentators share their views on a lot of things. In fact, the, the height of Paul was not in dispute. They say that Paul was just about four feet tall. He was very, very short. <laughs> like Ajua Smart. Huh? Oh, when I, when any time I remember that thing, I said, then the people who used to beat Paul to the way we could do. <laughs> Look. <laughs> All right. But the point is that even though the man never married, yet he had an anointing, had insight, and wrote on marriage. Do you know that 
when Paul was going around doing his stuff and Jesus was alive, Paul never met Jesus physically. Are you aware of that? All right. Yet, when Paul became born again, the insight on the communion was not given to Peter. It was not given to James. It was not given to John. It was not given to Philip. It was not given to Bartholomew. It wasn't given to any of the people that sat at the table with Jesus. It was given to the man who was not present. In fact, he saw it vividly like he was watching television. So, Paul was the one who told us that on the night on which the Lord was betrayed, he took the bread and when he broke it, he gave thanks and said, this is my body which is broken for you. Yet, this man was not there. (laughs) Somebody said the anointing. May you receive insight by the anointing in the name of Jesus. So, Elijah was not a king, but he anointed kings. So, as your pastor, I may not be a businessman like you, but I have the grace to anoint you to succeed in business. I declare over your life, receive the anointing to become successful in the name of Jesus. (laughs) The way you said, amen, the way you said receive it, I said, for anybody who believes, receive the anointing to succeed in your field in the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and shout a big amen. Please, don't touch my microphone. I beg you. I beg you. Don't touch it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you had this changed again here? Have you had this changed again? Alright. So, he was, he was to go and anoint these three people to stand in this office. Now, every anointing has a target. That's the first thing you need to understand. Every anointing has a target. So, he said, anoint Hazel to be king of Syria. So, the anointing upon Hazel was was for a particular task. Was targeted. Was to be king over something. God doesn't just bring an anointing on people for the sake of anointing. Listen, any time an anointing comes upon your life, whether in church or at home, Anytime you see somebody fall under the power or something happens to somebody in the spirit, that encounter is not by accident. It has a target. There is something to be accomplished in your life. Can I hear somebody say a better amen? In verse 19, verse 19, the Bible says, so he was going to anoint them. So this is how he now found them to anoint them. In verse 19. Verse 19. So he departed hence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And with the 12, and Elijah passed by him and he cast his mantle upon him. He was to go and anoint Elijah, Elisha. In, on his way going, he saw the man he was supposed to be anointed to be prophet. And the first thing he did, was that he took his mantle and put it on him. He didn't say anything. And look at what happened. Look at what happened when he put his mantle on him. Verse 20. And he left the oxen. Immediately, the mantle came upon Elisha. The Bible says, Elisha left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Elijah said unto Elisha, go back. What have I done to you? <laughs> he said, he just put a mantle on him. And then Elisha now begins to run and chase Elijah and says, please, I beg you, let me go and kiss my father and my mother goodbye. And then I will come back and follow you. And then Elisha says, Elijah said to Elisha, go. What, have I said anything? <laughs> so, verse 21. And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them. So when Elisha returned, he went to take his business, his plowing business, the yoke of oxen. The Bible says, and he slew them and he boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen. Now, this is what it means. He had these cows that were like cows. When the Bible says 12 yoke, every, every oxen, the yoke, the, the yoke of oxen is two. All right, that usually would. So when it says 12 yoke of oxen, that actually is referring to 24. Is that okay? So the Bible says that he took the animals, slew them, and then 
what they used to boil the meat was that the wood that was supposed to be on the cows is what he removed and then used as firewood. The guy finished, closed the business <laughs> that day. Everything was on. On one day or in one day. Alright? And then the Bible says, and he gave unto the people and they did it. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Go and anoint Elisha. You go and put a mantle on him. Elisha comes to see you and says that I'm going to kiss my father. Elisha goes to sacrifice everything he has and then comes back. And then once he comes back, you still didn't anoint him. You still didn't tell him that from today you are a prophet. When he comes back, he only comes to minister unto you. What does it mean to come and minister unto him? He just came to serve him. He came to serve him. Elijah will remove his shoes. Then Elisha will take it and go and dry it in the sun. He came to serve him. Anything that must be done, that was what Elisha was doing. Now, in those days, to have one yoke of oxen, you were a rich man. It is like having, in fact, it is believed that it is like having um, um, a tractor. The, one, the ones they used to plow the farms. What's the name? You know the ones they used to plow the ground in, you know, those machines. All right? Huh. You say, Mua. Mua, I'll back for green grass now. What do you know? Mua, let me know you are. Yeah, Mua, I'm your. All right? Now, so for somebody to have to, because in those days, not every farmer could afford it. So it was just like having those machines today. That people will rent, take to the farm, and then to come and plow the ground for you. And so, for him to have twelve, it means that the man was a very wealthy man. But yet, in spite of everything he had, he wasn't satisfied until he had received the anointing. Listen to me, child of God. The anointing is more important than money. I said the anointing is more important than money. Quickly, let me share with you some lessons from the scripture we've read. And then we go on. Number one, the anointing came upon Elisha who was working. God doesn't anoint people who are doing nothing. God will not anoint anybody who is doing nothing. The anointing is for work. So, when you are not working, when you don't do anything, God doesn't anoint you. We live in a generation where people think that, well, when I am anointed, then I can do something. No. When you are doing something, that God will anoint you. Can I hear somebody say amen? Verse 20 says that, and then immediately went and said, let me go and say goodbye to my family. Which is to say that when you need the anointing, you need to determine your association very, very well. You can't, you, you see, Jesus said that if any of you wants to be my disciple, let him first of all do what? Forsake father, mother, brother, sister, uncles. Put everything behind and then come and be my disciple. You can't love this world and still love God. Am I talking to somebody today? If you really, if you really, listen, the reason why a lot of people know and hear about the anointing but are not anointed is because the steps to the anointing is not just standing in church for 30 minutes. When you pray for two hours, it is good. But that is not enough to get you anointed. In fact, from the day the mantle was put on Elisha till the day his master went back home, it took years. The process in becoming anointed and receiving the double portion was not just a quick fix thing. It wasn't just a one day thing that, oh, pa, receive it from today. I am a man of God. Receive it, pa, from today. I am anointed to do business. No. The man's life was gone. His, everything was gone. He came to a point, or God brought him to a point where he had no business to turn to. He had no family to turn to because he had said goodbye to his family. He had nothing to look up onto than to look up onto God. God will bring you to a place where your business will not matter to you. Your family will not even matter to you. The only one you know can help you is the man up there. When you come to that place, then now God knows that you are serious. Some of you, you have options in life. Oh, 
if, if the marriage doesn't even work, at least I can go back to my mother's house. Oh, if, if, if the business collapses, at least my uncle will send me some euros from, 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 from Afghanistan. No, it, it, it doesn't work like that. You must come to a place in your life where you know that if it doesn't work or it works, my eyes are on Jesus Christ. The Bible says that looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, despised the shame and endured the cross and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Hear me, child of God. Until you realize that you don't have options. As I stand here today, I have no options. My option number one is God. My option number two is God. My option number three is God. My option number four is God. My option number five You, you have too many options. I said you have too many options. You see the way you are clapping. You have too many options. You have too many options. Some of you, the way you even serve God is a sign that you have too many options. Yeah. That's what I've always told you. When, you. when you see some people praying and doing things, don't look at them. They have options. Elisha was a rich man, but he needed the anointing. Closed every option. I'm not saying go and quit your job. That's all I'm saying. But you get to a place where it doesn't matter to you. You get to a place where nothing can satisfy. Nothing. And I mean nothing can satisfy except Jesus. You get to a place where I have no options. No options. It's not like, oh, at least this one will do this. No, 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 no. Listen, it is God that touches the heart of people. You didn't hear what I said. I said, it is God that touches the heart of people. How many of you have ever been in a position in life before where you knew somebody very close to you could have helped you but never helped you? Oh, raise your hand. Let me see. You know, you've been there before. Where someone was very close to you and the person had all the help to give you but the person never helped you. And the worst part is that sometimes you saw them helping people outside. <laughs> Has it happened to you before? Which is to tell you that until God touches the heart of people, you are going nowhere in life. Yeah. From today, may God be your last option in the name of Jesus. Let me hear somebody say that better. Amen again. So, sacrifice is key in receiving the anointing. Sacrifice is key. And let me say this. In those days, they lived in an agrarian society. In our generation, we live in a money society. So, in their generation, your wealth was determined by your agricultural powers. Even nations and individuals. So, Elisha, the reason why the Bible would describe that he had 12 yoke of oxen is because that is a description of his wealth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So when the Bible talks about Abraham, he talks about the fact that Abraham was rich because Abraham had sheep, he had cows, he had cattle. So that is described as wealth. In our generation, what describes our wealth is money. And in our generation, money is as important as agriculture was important to them then. And let me say this to you. Everybody listen to this. It is more difficult to give money than to give the anointing. No, it is more easier. It is easier to give money than to give the anointing. In fact, it is easier to get money than to get the anointing. This one, a lot of you will not understand it. But I'm telling you, it is easier to... If, if money could buy the anointing, like Acts chapter 8... When Simon went to Peter and said, look, after he saw how Peter was moving in the spirit, he said, I will give you money. Give me some of this power. Then Peter said, your money perish with you. It is easier to give money than to give the anointing. And it is easier to receive and to get money than to get the anointing. So anybody who can sacrifice his money can never become a recipient of the anointing. I have never seen a stingy anointed man before. Never. One of the tests that you can qualify to receive the anointing is how liberal you are. 
and Elisha taught us. He, he sacrificed everything without even thinking. Your liberality is a sign that you will receive the anointing or not. When you see stingy people, when God gives them the anointing, they will kill everybody. Because when stingy people become anointed, they use the anointing wrongly. And God will not, God will not trade his spirit. God will not commercialize his grace. May somebody receive the anointing in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me hear somebody say a better amen. amen. So in 2 Kings chapter 2, it's a long passage of scripture, but we begin to see the journey of Elisha and Elijah. Now we are told already that he came back to follow him and then the Bible says he ministered unto him. You remember that scripture we read? Oh, talk to me. Do you remember? He ministered unto him. Somebody say he ministered unto him. So he served. He served him. He served him. That's what it means. To minister to him means that he served him. Alright? But the journey proper begins in 2 Kings chapter 2 from verse 1. It's a long passage of scripture which I cannot read now because of time. But I will encourage you to make some time and read it. Is somebody receiving something this morning? Are you sure you are receiving something this morning? Listen, you better understand what I'm teaching this morning because once you understand it, once you gain this revelation and it dawns on you, I'm telling you, I give you two years. I, some of you, I give you one year from now. Some of you, I give you three years from now. Your entire life will turn around for good. But the first thing we learn from Second Kings chapter 2 downwards is that Elisha recognized the anointing on Elijah. He recognized the anointing on Elijah. He was asked a question by his master. What do you want from me? What do you want? Already God has told Elijah, anoint this man to be prophet. Now he's asking him again, what do you want? <laughs> he could have said so many things because this is a man, Elijah, who had worked in the corridors of power. I'm sure he had cars. I'm sure he had buildings. I'm sure he had so many things. He could have said, well, I've sacrificed my business to follow you. Let me inherit your property because the man, Elijah, we never read that he had a wife and had children. So somebody had to inherit his property, isn't it? So asking him, what do you want, is the right question. And Elisha's response is that, I see something on your life. I need a double portion of your spirit. I need a double portion. So Elisha recognized that there was oil, that there, is, there was an anointing, that there was a grace upon his master, Elijah. Are you able to recognize the anointing when you see it? We live in a generation where people, people can't recognize the anointing. But one of the ways by which, or one of the steps to the anointing is your ability to recognize. Your ability to identify that this is the anointing. You know, I've always told you in this church, when you see a young man driving a car, don't be quick to call it Sakawa. When you see a young lady driving a nice car or living in a big house, don't be saying it was Papano that bought it. Because sometimes it is an anointing, but you have not seen it yet. I was, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, assuming that every young lady in town is doing well because of prostitution, why is it that all the prostitutes are not doing well? If it is easy, <laughs> if it is easy, the number of men that have slept with you, I mean some of you, I mean not here, but outside, There are ladies who have never stood in the street to prostitute. But the number of men that have slept with them, some are counting double digits. Do you know double digits? Yeah. Some are counting. If, if sleeping with men can easily give cars, you should have been riding articulator by this time. <laughs> Somebody say, help me, Jesus. He say, oh, when, when you see a man like Bishop Ajinasari build a dome, you say it's because of the miracles. No, it is not just because of the miracles. It is because there is an anointing working. 
there are people who have done miracles, more dangerous miracles than him. But they only ended up in the village. And he has built a dome. And this is just a branch of his church. You don't see it is an anointing. May your eyes open to recognize the anointing. There is a law called the law of recognition. Somebody said the law of recognition. What you don't recognize, you don't become. If you can't recognize it, you cannot become it. From today, begin to recognize and see the anointing. I've told you, maybe I've told you the story before. How that, some time ago, I, I, used, I, I was struggling. At my last, was it $200 or $100? Have I told you that story before? No? Alright. And then, God told me one of the days, it was Christmas period. I said, take that money and go and give it to, then she was called Elder Prempe, Reverend Mrs. Prempe. And those are, we're living in Sprintex. And the Lord said to me, and I heard it clearly, he said, she has an anointing for prosperity. So I took the money, put it in an envelope, sat in my very old BMW. <laughs> that BMW, my God. <laughs> and then drove to a shop and then dropped that money. From that day, at least, I am not where I want to be but I've never been in the same position again. My first assignment was to identify the anointing. Have you identified an anointing? May, you, may God open your eyes to identify the anointing. Yeah. Number two. And, and listen, when I talk about identifying the anointing, it is not too far from you. A lot of the things around you some of the people you see around you. There are people you see around you who are very anointed in one thing or the other. There are, there are, you live, you are in a, in a ministry that is so anointed. We are serving under the grace of the presiding bishop. And he's an anointed man. He has an anointing to build. This is an anointing that took him from Tamale. From, in Tamale, he was able to reach 14 different countries. You say this is not an anointing. This is an anointing that has reached over 100 nations of the world. You say this is not an anointing. This is an anointing that has been able to break through impossible places. Your business cannot be a local one. You are, if you can anoint, if you, if, if you can identify this international anointing, then you can also move from a local champion. Receive this anointing in the name of Jesus. Number two. You must have a strong desire for the anointing. Desire it. Desire will lead you to the next level. Or desire will take you to give you an extra mile. If you are not thirsty, you won't drink. If you are not thirsty, you won't drink. If you are not hungry, you won't eat. There are two things. Hopefully one of these days I will share with you. But in talking about having a hunger or for the anointing, there is what we call hunger and appetite. They are not the same thing. Hunger and appetite. Some people are just hungry. And they will bring them jollof rice. When they take three spoons, they said I'm full. Is that correct? Uh, some of you are like that, isn't it? Some of you too. Uh-uh. It's not like that too. But no. Uh-uh. You. And say, yeah. I used to have a friend. <laughs> He's now in the States. Those days when we we're houseless, when we go for any wedding, those in Circle Church, anybody who does wedding there, if you did your wedding in Circle, forgive me, I've drank it already. But when we go for weddings, that were, that weddings were our breakthrough. Yeah. We would drink, and this, my friend, could drink, drink, eat, then he would go to the back. You know where the toilet used to be at the second branch? And then he would put his hand in his throat and then he would vomit. Then he would come back again. Because the next time I even your breakthrough, I just be worried. But some people can be hungry. Their appetite is very small. 
but you must be hungry and, up, and have an appetite at the same time. Having an appetite simply means that small is not enough. Small is not enough. And some of you, that is a problem. You come to church, then God does one small miracle for you. Then, oh, I'm satisfied. You were hungry. The little you saw, you don't pray again. You don't do fasting again. You say, oh, I'm looking for a job. Then somebody gives you a job. Then they say, oh, we'll pay you 700 Ghana at the end of the month. He said, okay, hey. You mean 900 Ghana? Yeah, 700. Hey, The next time we see you, you've gone to buy Togo, Togo, Togo week. Now when we are praying, because of your Togo week, you can't even pray. May fire burn that Togo week in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I'm preaching. Why, why are you angry? Because I'm preaching. I said your Togo week is stopping you from today. Let <laughs> may the sun melt your Togo week. <laughs> <laughs> brother because of some small money you've gotten small money you've gotten now the girls when you pass here you know, they go and buy biscuit for them when I'm preaching you are telling the girl why are you containing me why are you containing me you are going to buy malt for a girl may the malt stain your dress <laughs> But a lot of people, and that is a problem of a lot of us. We are hungry, but we don't have appetite. So the smallest thing, he said, oh, I want to marry. Bishop, I want to marry. Suddenly, one girl just shows up your way. All of a sudden, your whole attitude has changed. You've not even married her. Your attitude has changed. This boy just showed up. He's not even proposed. Your attitude has changed. Suddenly, when you are praying, you are... Oh, 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 Holy Spirit. Holy. You don't even call Holy Spirit. Say, Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit. But you must have an appetite. You must have an appetite that says, the Lord, I want more of you, Jesus. I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. I remember sometime I fasted until Bishop told me, stop fasting. Yeah. And he told me, look, Ray, take your time, stop fasting. And he, he, he said, you have to discipline yourself not to fast for the next one month. <laughs> Discipline yourself not to fast for the next one month. Yeah. Yeah. One month. That was a lot of fight. And I had to comply. Somebody understand what I'm talking about. May God give you a big appetite in the name of Jesus. You can become greater than you are now. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I said, you can become greater than you are now. There is an anointing to make you bigger than you are now. There is an anointing to lift you higher than where you are now. There is an anointing to expand you bigger than where you are now. Receive that anointing in the name of Jesus. There's an anointing. In one year, listen, in one year, some of you, in one year, you can meet that man or woman. In the same year, you can get married. In the same year, you can get pregnant. Let that anointing that that, 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 that anointing break every spirit of delay over your life and bring it speedily into your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand and shout and receive the anointing. But you must have a desire for the anointing. Yeah. Some of your desire is not there. You, you don't even, somebody told me that Bishop, since I became born again 20 something years, I've never gone to evening service before. Yeah. Yeah. It is an appetite problem. It is a problem of your desires. It is a problem of your desires. Because you come to a point where you know that this one, Ajiname. Ajiname. That, that is the place you have to come to. Where you know that this one, except God, and you are hungry. 
as the deer pants for the waters, so my soul longs for you. Yes. Many that will so. Yes, way many that will so. I will radiate. Yes, way. Minyo biaraka wo ani ida wusu many da wusu eje many 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 da wusu I will radiate many minya mi da wusu. I will radio yes we adumre mino biaraka wo mani Lord I need you more than anything yes that you see that was the desire Elisha was saying I can't have kissed them goodbye I can't go back to them there is no business for me to go back to. The business is closed down. We've, we've chopped the meat. There is no profession. There is nothing. You, you must understand that you get to a place in life where nobody can help you except God. Until you get to that place, you are still very far. So, when you see some people, they come to church on Monday, they come on Tuesday, they come on Wednesday, they come on Thursday, they come on Friday. They are not fools. So. They are not fools. It's not like they don't have anything to do. It's not like you, you have more important thing than us. It's not like that. <laughs> it's not like you, it's not like us, we, we, our landlord is sucking us. Our landlord is not sucking us. But we've come to a place in our lives where if God doesn't help us, nobody can help us. We've come to a place in our lives where all we need to make a difference is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We, because we have seen people with masters, with PhD who are not being able to make it in our families. We've seen people who have married one, two, three, and all the marriages didn't work. We've seen people in our families who had money at the beginning and they ended up very, very poor. We've seen people who were high and lifted up and they ended up as nobodies. So we look into our lives and we know that from where we are going, except the Lord build a house, the building vendor build it. Except the watchman watch over the city. The watchman watch it but in vain. Except the Lord makes a way. Hey, they will try it, but there would not be any way made for us. That is why our eyes are on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. This morning I came to declare to you, if you are hungry for God, receive the infilling in the name of Jesus. Ah, and if you have an appetite for the Holy Ghost tonight, this morning, let there be a release of an anointing upon your life. Lift up your hand and shout, I receive it, Lord. Sit down. But I need him. I need him. I remember one day, I sat in somebody's car years ago. I sat in somebody's car. Very nice car. I was a hustler. And when I sat in the car, we got down at a certain place and I met some friends. Then suddenly, I felt very important. So, I approached the people I met in a lot of confidence. You know, you know that feeling that I've arrived? Huh? You know that feeling? Yeah. So, when I got down like that and I met those friends, yeah. <laughs> I was feeling very good. Felt very good. Then, was there and then it just dawned on me. I believe the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. He said, no matter how good a borrowed glory is, it is never your glory. Some of you, you may know other important people. It doesn't make you important. You may have a brother or a sister of yours who is anointed. It doesn't make you anointed. Your father could be anointed. It doesn't make you anointed. No matter how good a borrowed glory is, it is never yours. Bow down your head, everybody. Let's pray. If you are here this morning and you want your sins forgiven, 
I want to pray with you. Because the first thing you need to receive the anointing is for you to become a child of God. If your sins are not forgiven, you can't be a recipient of the Holy Spirit and His anointing. And if you are here this morning and you want your sins forgiven, please lift up one hand wherever you are and let me pray with you. If you want your sins forgiven, if there is anybody in church who wants your sins forgiven, lift up one hand. Is there anybody like that? All right. Church, can you please be upstanding? Please be upstanding, everybody, and lift up your hands for just one minute. Quickly. Let's do this quickly. Let's do this quickly. Lift up your hands. Add about six steps. I did only two. But lift up your hands quickly, everybody. And say after me, say, Holy Spirit. Close your eyes if it's possible. And say after me, say, Holy Spirit. Come on, say, say it louder. Say, Holy Spirit. From today, lead me on a journey. Bring me to the place of the anointing. The anointing I need for my destiny. Connect me right now. Connect me right now. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to talk to God in one minute. Yes, I'm giving you only one minute to talk to God. The anointing I need for the change of my destiny. Lord, let that anointing come upon me. Connect me to the anointing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 30 seconds more. 30 seconds more. 30 seconds more. Lepe, lepe, lepe. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, to the anointing. 30 seconds more. Jesus, man, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Today is supposed to be an anointing. Do you have your anointing oil? If you have your anointing oil, please lift it up. The whole month, every week, is an anointing service. Every Sunday is an anointing service, so don't forget it. Okay, quickly pour some into the bowl so that those who don't have the oil, so this, this month, every week, bring your oil. Is that okay? Alright. Quick. Quick, do that. Just touch the oil. Lift it up. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we anoint ourselves today, let it be the beginning of a change in the name of Jesus. I didn't hear amen. Amen. I said let it be the beginning of a change in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we anoint ourselves today, let it be the beginning of the breaking of yokes in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we anoint ourselves today, let it be the beginning of open doors in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let the oil come upon us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just anoint yourself quickly. Anoint yourself. Anoint yourself. Don't worry about your makeup. Just anoint yourself. Don't worry about makeup. <laughs> yeah, ba da da ba da ba da ba. Yes, we. Minyo biaraka o. Many. Can I get an oil to anoint myself too? Lift up your hands. This week, God will lead you into his anointing. I said, this week, God will lead you into his anointing. For any door that is closed, there is an anointing to open it. That anointing comes upon your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Every agenda of the devil against your life is canceled by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. This week, it shall be well with you. In Jesus' mighty name, God bless you. Amen. Hear me? Wednesday we are here. Friday we are here. Don't miss it. If today is your birthday, please, I forgot. Kindly come forward. Let me pray for you before you go. Today is your birthday. Eh? Yes. Tomorrow morning on Facebook Live, 4.30 a.m., the prayer will go on. You see, those who are hungry for the anointing, you see the way they are clapping. <laughs> hey. Birthday. Huh? Birthday. Aki. Birthday. Midoboni Wow. Jane. Birthday. Hey. So, where is the party? Uh, there's a song they used to sing. Where the party day today? Hey, are we on Facebook still? Hey. I'll, I'll deal with you, eh? <laughs> 
before they take me away. <laughs> All right, but Father, thank you for your people. I ask that your blessings will be their portion. Let this year be one of their best so far. In the name of Jesus Christ. Good health, long life, prosperity, favor, let it be their portion. And I ask that, Lord, those traveling, take them and bring them back safely. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much, church. God bless you. I love you all. And I will see you tomorrow morning, 4.30 a.m. Invite somebody. Make sure you tell somebody about the dawn prayer. All right? God bless you.